This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello, and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? How is uh, chilly New York? How are you? I'm good. You know, we just celebrated our our 10-year Betches anniversary, which is a pretty big milestone for us. I have to say, congratulations. I'm so proud of you guys. I say it to everybody. Like, I, I, I felt like I it felt like my parents' anniversary. Like I, I was really <laughs> genuinely proud. And I, I congratulations because it, how does it feel? What did what did that feel like? Uh, was it any other day, or did you get nostalgic? Did you feel proud of yourself? Did your did your yeah. mom call you and say you did it, kid? Like did did you get? Because I always, let me just say let me also say I always say this. I love working with you guys. You guys are a pleasure to work with. It's it's I was so I felt proud to be part of your world in some small screaming way like the way i mean I you're part so of it in a pretty pretty big way and jared i feel like you've been there not the whole 10 years but for a pretty pretty sizable bulk you've been hosting our comedy shows since what 2012 it's it's been a uh, it's been a long 2013 I mean, I, I, yeah <laughs> we go we go way back more yeah it, it is one of those things like our 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 friendship our relationship uh mine with the betches as well like it's good. It just goes goes back uh, more than like I don't know if you have those people in your life. You're like, wow, I've known these people for a long time. You know, right? It really snuck up on us in that way. <laughs> um, no, it's been it's been really cool um, to look back on it. To it's definitely like a, it feels like a very big number. I mean, obviously, there are things that have been been around for longer um, and shorter. But yeah, it's weird to see you know how again we started this in college. We were like kind of messing around in our apartment mm. and like. 10 years later here we are it's just like it is kind of funny um and it feels good it's exciting and um you know i uh i thanked my dad who who we each, we each put in fifteen hundred dollars my dad gave me fifteen hundred dollars to put into this business in 2011 Unreal. and I mean, uh, <laughs> that's got to be the best investment he's ever made in his entire life I think he really didn't. He thought it was going to be like over pretty soon, but he it was like sure. not that big of a lift. I think where he was like, he's like, yeah, give it a shot, whatever. Sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You, so. you need those people in your life that are like, yeah, why not? You know, why not? That, yeah. So, you know, like that. But I mean, did your dad call you? Like, what was the? I I kept thinking of you. Like, what was the? What what do you what kind of any weird interactions any that really touched your heart were you crying what what, what was the oh no thing? i mean i wasn't crying i don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dumb was, question um <laughs> uh, no i wasn't crying but no it did feel it felt like um it just kind of felt like wow he took a it took a step back i thought about you know all the the ups and the downs and i know you know in the beginning obviously like it takes a while to like really make any money or like be able to support mm -hmm. yourself on it and like there were a lot of times it's funny because you think about it almost as like a relationship this is like longer than any relationship I've ever had. 
There's mm-hmm. definitely been ups and downs. There's times I thought about, you know, especially in the beginning when we weren't making any money, like, should I just leave and get a real job? Should, yeah. you know, like, am I, is, sh- do I want out? I mean, I like doing mm-hmm. this, but it's also, it's a lot, you know what I mean? There's a lot, very, a lot of instability with running a business. Absolutely. Um, and, and also fears for the future. There's nobody, you know, nobody, there's no track. Like it, it's, it's like you hear about people like, I, oh, oh, I got partner. And it's like, no, I don't know what a year from now holds. Right. That's, that's right. a little concerning. Yeah, totally. Um, but it's been like, you know, it's been the one constant again, like the long, almost the longest constant in my life besides like my friendships, I guess, is like just doing this thing like, uh, yeah, for 10 years. It's, it's what? definitely a milestone. If, if I could ask a couple questions for sure. the audience, um, what's the most, oh, first of all, What's your advice to someone out there who's in a similar position to where you were 10 years ago or Mm -hmm. has a little thing going on and they're not sure, should they keep after it? Should they make it their full-time thing? Should they just kind of kick it to the side? Like there's someone out there with uh, some Instagram account that all their friends are making fun of them for, but they believe (laughs) it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, for sure. What's your advice to them? My advice, or at least I guess my commentary is that it's not, success within it is not linear so it's not like one day you've made it and one day you haven't it's kind of like and it's also when you're in something very hard to see how anyone who's outside of it really perceives it so it's like Mm. you know you could feel like something's going terribly but people from the outside don't feel that or you could feel like things are going really well and no one else believes in that (laughs) um so i think like just because i would say my only advice or my one of my pieces of advice is that just because it's not going well for a little doesn't mean that it won't come back but it's really like if you truly believe you're doing something new and different and like cool, then I think stick with it. I mean, we were very lucky in that we were started. This was 21 years old, no responsibilities, no sure. kids, no anything. It's all, you know, you could live Listen, with your parents for a while. It was like not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I call it, it tough. I call it practical delusion. Like when you're <laughs> 21, you can be more delusional than practical. And maybe later in life, that's not to say later in life you can't start something or like start a new career path, but you have to be practical and, you know, a little bit more practical than delusional, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's a good, that's also a good way to, um, way to look at it. And yeah, it's been, it's been a bit, it's been, it's been fun. My last question about it and please, whatever, you know, I, what is the crazy, what is the biggest memory you have from 10 years at Betches? Like, is there one moment where you're like, this is fucking it? Like when I've like, I made it. <laughs> I don't know if made it. I what don't do know you if it's made it. But like, what's like the moment that like, if someone was to be like, oh my God, what do you, you know, I don't know. What, what's the most memorable Betches moment? Is there one that sticks out? There's a, there's so many, like, it's like, there's so many small ones sort of along the way that feel like little bursts of like, you know, success. Um, I would say, you know, a lot of them have been related to this podcast when we, even when we sold out our first comedy seller uh, show, I was like, this is, this is really cool. When we launched ship, I was like, this is really cool. Uh, We had our first New York times bestseller. I think when we were like 22, I was like, this seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Whoa, this is but, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. 
but it's just it's funny because it's just like you know we grew the business is based around social media we've grown up in an age of social media and it always feels no matter what level of success you're at it always feels like someone's doing it a little better than you or someone That's knows so what they're doing yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No one knows. I, like these people know what they're doing. I'm like kind of trying to figure it out, and I assume that everyone must feel like that, right? You um are a hot, that's probably the best advice to someone. Maybe that's just, the better. Yeah, advice, but, yeah. But, no, no, no. You gave good advice before, but I'm saying like to me, like it's it's definitely comforting to hear because you go, Betches is a, you know, it's a company. You are, you know, people's lives are connected to it. You're 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 helping people pay their rent and make a savings and make a life, and it's like. To hear that, like, ah, uh, you know, I, I guess you have to have that, uh, that feeling of like, am I falling behind? Am I not doing enough? Yeah. Is there something else I could be doing? And that to me is the most, I feel like that's the toughest part about running a business is like the idea that like, just because you're doing well now doesn't mean you're doing well like tomorrow. I, <laughs> doesn't mean someone else isn't going to come right up and like do the same thing you're doing, but better. And like... And- that's a stressful lifestyle. I mean, it's a, I think it's a lot easier. I always think it's, I think I was talking, I don't know if I talked to you or someone else when Alex Trebek died, I mm. was like, this guy fucking had it made. He just mm. posted the same show every day, <laughs> 35 years. He's like worth like $75 million. And like, sure. he just got to do the same thing. <laughs> you didn't yeah, have to like it, think there's no innovation really in the Jeopardy game life was easy as 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 smart as you have to be to play jeopardy is as you know as simple as it is to just be reading the cards and saying it in right. the right cadence and question you know posing it as a question instead of an a- or as an answer you know for sure that's the cool i mean i think that's the coolest thing about like jeopardy and wheel of fortune it's like it's been it's just like it's not trying to reinvent the wheel it's the same shit every night and it's just comforting <laughs> people just like it because it's not almost because it's almost because it's not so innovative it doesn't feel it, like it stands the test of time right it's calming <laughs> yeah, and and for that reason, everyone listening should share this podcast because we need more people because <laughs> we are living in constant fear that it'll end tomorrow. So please exactly. share it with a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Make it your Instagram stories. And in, in honor of Jordana's huge milestone, in honor of Betch's 10 years, which I, I again, congratulations. I'm so proud of you guys. Um, I want everyone to make it their Instagram stories and post about this podcast to let people know because I genuinely feel we are doing good on this podcast. People, the messages are heartwarming and thank you for all the messages. And they definitely like, you know, I do feel like we're having an open conversation that gets bogged down in, in judgment and insecurities. And I think for a lot of people that listen, they go, oh, it's just nice to hear two people talk normally about this dating, this dating world, this relationship world, right? Totally. No, it's great. I mean, I, we love the feedback. We love that, that, you know, we're able to keep doing this. And I think speaking of milestones, we've got to talk about, um, your, your Valentine's day. Milestone. <laughs> how, how was your Valentine's day? Let me, what, what is a, <laughs> yeah, I'm reflecting. How, let's, let's start <laughs> with yours. What happened? What did, what was done on yours? What was done? Um, we went to dinner. Okay. Um, which was great. We went to dinner. Um, I got some flowers. I got my card. Okay. And I good. even yep. got a little. I got a little. Uh, I got a Yeti uh, thermos thing for my walks because I take morning walks. Ooh. So I got a nice little uh, thoughtful um, Yeti like 
that coffee listen, it, 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 it shows for the yeah. men out there that if you can put a story behind a gift, you've, you've won the day. Like the idea, mm-hmm. like like a thermos, someone go, you got a thermos for Valentine's? That, that seems kind of crazy. And uh, But then, then like <laughs> the way you explained it is the way, it, the, is the reason it matters. You're like, I go on walks. He knows this about me. Yeah. He thought about this. There, there was yeah. thought put into the thermos. That's a nice No, it thing. was... It was very nice. I have to say the the flower just because this is a podcast, but being real, the flowers did not come on Valentine's Day. They came <laughs> yesterday. So and I said we, to him on Valentine's Day, I was like, this thermos is really cute. Yeah. It's not that romantic. I love it. <laughs> I love the card. Um, but it would be nice if you got me some flowers. Listen, you uh, we want to be real. I'll tell you my story. Let's I, hear it. So I was in Tampa doing shows for the weekend. I want to thank everyone that came to Tampa. A lot of people asking about you, Jordana. Everyone, including Dale. <laughs> so we're going to get to this. Right. So I so I did kind of like, to me, the whole weekend was an experience of, of, of love and enjoyment and Valentine's thing. So like you're saying right now, the flowers did not arrive on the day. They came before that was not, you know, you're right. That, that matters. So Saturday night, um, everyone who knows, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I yell at the bachelor. I have become friendly with Bennett who was on the bachelorette, Bennett and Ed, Bennett and Ed came and surprised me at my late show Saturday night. They brought with them Dale Moss, who, people know even more because he's the one that got engaged to Claire and then they've recently broke up. So those three dudes show up to the show. They sit, they surprised me. They sat front row. They're like taking selfies. I walked on stage. I had no idea they were there. I was like, Oh my God. All of a sudden it's these three like Avengers looking dudes. They're enormous. They stick out because they're all gorgeous, enormous studs. And I made fun of them a little bit. And then I did the show and the show was great. But like me included with the rest of the audience, everyone was like, what is going on right now? Because it's not like we're they in must New have York. Loved that. People loved it. And, and again, it was funny because some people loved it. Some people were with people who loved it. And then some people were just at the show like, what's going on right now? Like, right. you know, who like, are these that, people? That, yeah. Who are these people? And and also I paid for a comedy show. So that's kind of my responsibility where I have to make fun of them, let people who don't know who they are in on the joke. Because to them, I'll say this, like people who go on The Bachelor and Bachelorette kind of have this feeling that everyone knows them. Right. Like they go from nothing to obscurity well, to the most yeah. fame ever. The reality is Dale Moss of those three guys is the one everyone would know, but not everyone knows him. I, yeah, I mean, or it's like any they? influencer where you're sort of totally. like, you know, three people asked, so a lot of people have been asking everyone also. I yes. mean, but people actually do really know De- Del Moss, I think. Totally. So yeah. I, I end up making fun of them, and then throughout the show, I do like 10 minutes on The Bachelor during my stand-up, so I like, you know, bring them into it a little bit more there. I made fun of them. Like, they were paying the tab. I told Dale he should put it on Claire's card as a joke. Um, <laughs> and so great. like I do that. Then we leave, I, I get off stage and they're like, 
I, I was like, we got to get a picture. So we get a picture, and it's on my Instagram, and I look like, you know, the before and the before and after picture. Like, it, it is like me with three, like, redwood trees. Like, they are <laughs> huge. And I look like, you know, you know Joe Pesci. I just look <laughs> mini and, like, gross. And so we take this picture, and the next morning I wake up, and I, you know, I'm a little hungover from, you know, having a couple drinks with them. And, and the next morning's Valentine's Day. The next morning okay. is Valentine's Day, and... I go in the bathroom and I take my phone with me and I post the picture with us, uh, you know, from the night because it's the next morning. I'm figuring this just happened and I tag it with me and my Valen bros. And so I post the picture an hour later. Jess is like, you're a fucking asshole. Like you posted <laughs> about the Valen bros before you posted with me. And I was like, I did have in my drafts the picture I was going to do with the caption. Like, it wasn't like I didn't think of these things. Okay, like, so I you, were gonna, ready. you were going to do it anyway. Of course. Okay. I was, like, planning on doing it. And she's like, you, and then I'm, like, I was going to do it. Like, I was going to let the Valenbro post breathe a little, as you know. Like, let that have its moment so that I can give her her own moment. Again, I could see how some women listening are like rolling their eyes right now. Like, again, I made a mistake. And I, so then I raced to post it. Now, this is an hour after I posted the Valen Bros. It's this sweet picture about Jess. And the whole day, I'm watching this picture being like, please, please get more likes than the Valen Bros. Like, <laughs> I did it? I, no. And, I'm, <laughs> and the Valen Bros is like outpacing Jess's picture. I'm like, oh, please, please get more likes. And oh then my all God. of a sudden, I thought I was the only one that was sick enough to be thinking this. And then Jess at one point is going through Instagram. She's like, yeah, about a thousand behind. And I'm like, what? <laughs> she's like a thousand likes behind. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like all of us know these things, see these things. hundred percent doing, you know, like yeah. again, just like you said, to start this conversation, to be real. Like that's what this podcast is about. To be real. What's that? She said, it's not because she's obsessed. It's because I'm an ass. No, I know. The the relation of me being an ass to those likes is just something every relationship deals with. Like, and it's mm -hmm. like, it's definitely so funny to me that like in my mind, I'm like, please get more likes. And then like, I'm like, she won't notice. And she's like, ah, less likes. You well, know, like we I both notice the, the same thing. The caption of your photo was one of the more sincere, like non-jokey things I've ever seen coming from you. <laughs> at, at first glance, it was like, did, Jared get hacked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, the caption. I you know I'm a writer. Yeah, at heart, and you know I. It was very I, sweet. I think that's the the tight wire act we're all doing on the internet. It's like, how do I? How do I? Like, there's this thing on the internet where it's like everyone's got to self deprecate. You can self deprecate, but you got to show vulnerability at a certain point too. Right. Like, you know, it had you. You know, I know some people on the internet that like, you know they're posting stuff on Valentine's day and like, you know, the real story and you're like, the real story is fucking bullshit compared to this post. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you're just trying to be as honest and, and also like you want to show off, you know, that like, you know, here's a day of happiness. Like I get why people talk shit on Valentine's day. Like I would talk, I talk shit on it too, but also like to take a stance to be like, well, fuck the world. Like you just sound like you're you're exhausting yourself. Like given you have to give in every yeah. now and again, you know. No. I mean, I thought it was very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Look at you. But I mean growing and evolving. I mean, just just know 
all the people listening, I know Valentine's Day is a very, especially this podcast. We talk about dating, modern dating, all that stuff. Just though for every Instagram post, there was a small argument that accompanies it, accompanies it no matter what. That doesn't matter how happy, how fun, how beautiful, how great they're smiling. There was something else going on that day that you just didn't see. Yeah. I mean, look at Dale Moss's Instagram. So, <laughs> yeah, Dale Moss. <laughs> if you need any evidence. Is, exactly. Like, you know, Dale was very nice. Um, all three of those guys. I mean, like, literally, I, my heart was warm. Surprised me. Like, called the club ahead of time. Like, just uh, a bunch of menches, I got to say. I, I, I'm, I'm, it was quite a weekend. And, again, if you're looking to do some live comedy, I'm doing some shows. Um this comes out on the 24th, right? I'm going to be in West Palm Beach tomorrow night. I'm also coming to Omaha, Nebraska. I'm coming to Fort Lauderdale. I'm coming to Naples, 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 Florida. So little Florida, little Florida tour, plus Omaha, Nebraska, Naples, Fort Lauderdale, Omaha, West Palm Beach, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarence multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarence fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarence products. And it's no different with the Clarence multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Jordana, what are, we, what are we talking about? Today we're talking about mitigating expectations. Okay. Um, and specifically as it pertains to like and I think this is, I thought this was, a, the email we're about to read, I thought it was very interesting 
because it's sort of of the moment, but it's sort of could happen any year, any time. I do think there's okay. a lot of dates. So, so I feel like there's a lot of dates that are happening at people's apartments much sooner than they have been in the past. Like being winter, being COVID, people like, you know, not wanting to do anything to like public or uncomfortably. Well, so I, there's also, there's, you never, you know, and we talk about this with all dating stuff. You got to be beware if I'm going to give my bewares that I usually give. Beware holidays, uh, bar mitzvahs, birthdays, global pandemics. Beware the built-in excuse. Yes. And I think COVID definitely has that pretty intensely in there. So I do think there's like, I'm, I would imagine there's a lot of people going through this issue of like, sure, I'm down for the hangout that's a little bit easier logistically especially sure. now in someone's apartment. But I don't want to, someone to assume that just because I'm doing that, I'm like trying to hook up or I'm ready to hook up or like, you know, because I think that, well, that usually that usually does when you're like, when you start going back to someone's apartment, I do think that usually goes hand in hand with like having sex or being more sexual than if you're, you know, meeting at a restaurant still. The, the, the unsaid thing. And also, you know, most importantly, and, I, I think we both we both agree on this. Like you're just safer in a public place. Like you're mm -hmm. meeting people out of nowhere. Like the safety of a restaurant, the safety of a coffee shop, the safety of a public park, the safety they, of just not being in someone's apartment locked away. So like, again, I think that's paramount. Like I and, and again, here's the other thing. Men generally don't think that way. They might understand or empathize, or I don't know what the words are, but they might, a man might, when a man invites you over to his apartment, he's not worried about getting murdered, whereas right. a woman is thinking about this at some point in their, in, in the thought process, right? I, I yeah, totally. You. And I think that um, it's it's also interesting because we're going to go through like the text that, that this person wrote in had with, with the guy. And I do think, especially in the beginning of dating, you want to be like, you want to seem fun. You want to seem like down for things. You want to seem like mm. fun and flirty. Um, so yes. I do think as a, as a woman, I remember going through this too. It's kind of like, I want to be down and fun and like ready to hang out. But I also like, don't want to do something that I'm going to feel bad about the next day or wish that I would have waited longer to do. So it's like, how do I kind of toe that line between like fun and playful and flirty, but also like, um, really like setting my ground rules kind of like so that they're not for, like so that they're not like kind of like convinced out of or it seems like I'm sort of just like saying it to say it kind of thing totally or judging I think yeah. like and I think that's kind of from the other side from the male side I'll say this like the only time that stuff becomes upsetting and again like to me you can I, I, I think you can be positive and fun while also setting your standard. I think you can do both. I think the times that I've felt put off by it or maybe a guy would react badly is when they're being judged. So, okay. like, I think it's okay, especially in that pre-date thing where you're going, yeah, like, like how would you, how sometimes... Would, can, you, can you explain what you mean by being judged? Like, how would... So how would what would I say a, to make make it you feel like you were being judged in this? Okay, so and and again, I don't know if I've ever been in that position. I, I I but I'm just saying like hypothetically, a guy getting judged in that like let's let's start with like, hey, you should come over tonight and hang out. And if you and if the response was, I don't do that like you. Maybe you think I'm some sort of person that would do that, but I'm not that person. That's the answer. That's like 
okay, this guy took a shot. Right. Whether you're right or wrong, you have said some judgmental. That's a, if you came right. back at him and you said if the uh, if the response was uh, LOL, dude, I'm sorry. That's just not something I do. Totally appreciate if you're looking for something else where I'm coming over from night one. But that's just not my game. Like you put it in right. me terms. You yeah, know, I think as opposed and to that's like, very subtle. Yeah. No, I think that's a good that that's a good clarification because I think that sometimes it's unclear like which seems like you're being judgmental and what seems like you're just like saying what your personal preference is. Totally. And and listen, it goes both ways. Like guys do the same thing. I don't think it's exclusive. I, I think like like guys will do the the reverse of that. They'll go, Oh, so you think I only want to fuck? And it's like, no, if he just like and then you're mm-hmm. arguing with someone you've never even met before. Like everyone does this version where it becomes defensive. And it's like, and again, it happens because you're personally offended. You become personally offended. Oh my God, this guy thinks I'm the type of person that would come over on the first date. It's like, no, no, no. He is putting out there. Let's let's start at he's putting that out there for everyone and it's not about you. Right. Do you feel like even if you, because I kind of felt like this has happened where it's like sometimes even if you sort of say that or you say that you're not like not really down to do that, I think guys will like even on the date kind of like, mm. and especially if you're drinking, probably like see if you've changed your mind. Sure. And, and that's in this <laughs> icky terrain of like, yeah, like like to me, like I, I think every date has to start at that that this probably isn't the match. If it's not going, <laughs> you know, like if, right. if you two aren't just gliding up the mountain of date one, this probably isn't the match. This probably isn't the person you should be seeing. You guys are on different pages. But let's say you say to him, "LOL, dude, I'm not looking for that type of date." And he goes, "Oh no, totally. Let's do da. Let's do let's do dinner, dinner, and, or okay. socially distanced drinks, or whatever it is." And then you get yeah. there, and he goes. So uh, I live like, you know, uh, up upstairs at of this restaurant, <laughs> you know. And then he, and this and is my like, kitchen. Yeah, this is, yeah. You're actually yeah. I I come down here and I do one drink and then I go upstairs. I would still go, dude. I'm not doing that. I appreciate that you are looking for that, um, but that's not what I'm looking for. And again, I can understand that this becomes exhausting for women. Because it kind of feels like you're shooing away a fly. Because Right. And a yeah. lot of the times it's kind of like you might actually kind of want to hook up. Yeah. But you also like know that you might not. It's kind of like anything when especially when you're drinking. You're kind of like this would. Yeah, I, I could do this. It would be fun. I'd rather. I think tomorrow I'd rather wait. So it's, it does get tough when guys do come back for the second time to do that where you're like, I'm trying to like. It's like someone just shoving like a cheeseburger in your face if you're on a yeah, diet. Yeah. Like eventually you're gonna eat it because you like do want it, even though yeah. you, after you had it, you probably wish you didn't. I listen, and that's the that's I I that's something I don't understand. You know, like I don't ever deal with. Like right. again, you know, like I I've never. Uh, that's something, I, and and I think that's the thing that maybe helps women is hearing me say we never deal with the annoyance of like come on come over you don't want to come over okay right. fine you're not going to do anything time, we're not yeah. going to do anything like i've never dealt you know like, like yeah. with a woman looking come on just come up we'll you know we'll hug and you know we'll just and it's like we'll just snuggle yeah yeah we'll just snuggle like i i i've never had that experience so again the person you're dating probably hasn't either so they don't know how annoying that is and how 
And again, if someone's pushing that hard, that that probably means they don't want to get to know you. They probably that right. pro- why why are they in such a rush? It's because maybe there's no opportunity, and uh, you know, further opportunity for them. Like they're just maybe they don't want to go on the second date. You know, like you have to think of like why are they doing these things? Like it can't be for a good reason. Uh, you know, if your friend was over the house, a good friend, if they were over the house, and you were like, hey, it's getting late, you got to go, and they're like. No, you'd be like, you have your own apartment. Like, right. You'd be like, get out. (laughs) We'll see each other next week. You know, like, what do you, you know, like, that's a good friend. If you're trying to create a friendship, then there's an understanding that you'll see each other again. If, and if uh, someone's trying to create a real relationship, they should understand that. Like, you know, listen, you go on the date, they go, you want to come up, you go, ah, that isn't for me. They, they, they should, you should be, I mean, should, I'm not going to say should, but like, at what point you gotta? At one point you have to go. I'm just unattracted to this kind of behavior. Yeah, like, I think at a certain point you got to be like turned off by that. I mean, you gotta I, you gotta yeah. figure out when does that turn you off? And right. and again, like that's about coming on the date with like. I think it's okay to go on a date with like a plan in mind. I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this. I'm uh, if he asks for this, I'm gonna say this, and then right. And if, and it yeah, I feel go, like, if it doesn't feel comfortable, you're out, you know? Totally. And sometimes it feels comfortable. It almost feels too comfortable where you're like, yeah. I could just do this. And I, I totally understand, again, like we were just talking about, like that back and forth in your head of like, I really kind of want to do this. Maybe I should just do it. But then like you remember other times yeah. that you did it, it didn't work out. And you felt maybe like worse for having done it. Not to say that that's bad, but I'm just saying like, I've been in that situation. So I think it's, you think it's, what you said is great is great advice in terms of like go in with a plan, especially if you're someone who like has hooked up with people maybe a little earlier than you originally thought would, and then didn't like how you felt after. I think it's totally okay to say like, if someone asks, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going home after this dinner and I'm not going there. or I'm not going, I, I'm not going to this person's apartment or I'm going to this person's apartment and I'm just going to be very clear that I'm not hooking up and I'm going to be like pretty firm in that regard. Yeah, to- I totally agree. And, and it's also like the sad part about the whole thing is like it takes time to figure out what you do and don't like. Like there's there's a learning experience. There's like a learning experience to like taking someone on a date. There's a learning experience to like being taken on a date and like what you want from the date and how you want to feel. It, it's all it, again, we're speaking from like a little bit older. There might be someone out there that's like 24 going on a first mm-hmm. date. I don't know what to do. Like it's OK to not know what to do, but it's also understand and again we're talking from like a little bit older of a place for some people understand that like you will feel you will not regret the nights you went home early totally yeah you know i you know nobody nobody lost out on a second date because they went early home early from a good first date totally i think that's a great motto to have in the back of your head like it's never really gonna harm you to go home earlier unless like your only goal was to hook up because like that's yeah, you know what i mean not, what, what, what's the old saying nothing good happens after midnight you know nothing good happens yeah. after you know six drinks and a, a, a person that says they really like you, you yeah know? <laughs> it's not, exactly what, what, let's, let's read the, the email yeah let's, let's do the email it. all right hi team love the podcast looking for some assistance and how to deal with putting a lid on texts that are too forward early on or how to feel comfortable responding without setting expectations. I think the issue I have with it is that I don't want him to expect I will sleep with him when I meet him, even though I might do that if I feel like it, but think, but thinking that he expects that makes me feel pressured and that is not what I want. 
Any tips on how to cool this off without cooling off the vibe? Because I'm still looking forward to meeting him. Or should I just bag this? Context, we met on a flight and I a flight I was on and had a great two and a half hour chat. And he asked me out before we parted ways. We live in the same city, so I'm not going to go stay with him when we meet. It would be a regular date. He's talking about if I traveled again in the future, so the same destination where we met on the flight. So she attached their little combo as a guy she met on a plane. They talked for a few hours and then mm. they're starting to get into some flirty texts. Okay. You can, you'll be him. Ha ha. I'll make you some oatmeal. Laughing face emoji. Yes. Next time you come visit, you have a place to say, I'll give you the bigger side of the bed. Cause I'm that nice. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. No, I want real food. If you're cooking, you're kidding. You were moving. It's pretty nice here. I'm not going to lie. Also, it better be a very good dinner if I'm going to stay over. Oatmeal will not make the cut. Talking about uh, he laugh uh, reacts to the oatmeal won't make the cut. Then he writes, talking about dinner, I have a surprise for you. Dessert is going to be even better. Okay. So she basically hey. wants to know, like, how does she cool this off without cooling off the vibe? Um, because she does want to meet him. And she says, should I just bag this? I don't know if that, well, she means like, forget it. Yeah, that, that means like, don't go. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Um, okay, before when I read the email, I thought like the texts were going to be like way more explicit. Like I did too. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought, like the the fact that he's like, there's going to be some dessert after and it's going to be even better. Like I'm like, what year is this from? Like that's so funny that he's like making the flambe afterwards i don't you know like i got right. bananas rockefeller for afterwards <laughs> you know like I don't, I don't know um i will say um sometimes the answer is in the email and and i think this one is is one of those emails um and she writes i'm still looking forward to meeting him you're still looking forward to meeting the guy you met on the plane that was nice, respectful, fun, and seemed like a good guy. You're not, that, I think that's like one thing that like people like get caught on. Like, I'm still looking forward to meeting them, but then he keeps turning more into what he actually is. Right. You know, like, yeah. It's you like you met him. Yeah. He's giving you like the fine print after your initial, like, you know, he's, you had the house tour. Yeah. And then now you're getting like the contract details and they seem a little. A little sketchy. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I would say to her, you've had your fun two and a half hour meeting, like meeting someone on a plane, like that's sexy, that's hot, that's new, that's exciting. Like I understand everything that goes into, I got to meet this guy. I might fuck him. I probably won't. I just think it's been like, I understand <laughs> getting carried away with what's going on here. Right. Um, what I would say to her is like, it's okay to say to him, like, I think it's like, because you've had all this other like flirty, fun talk, you've gotten to know each other. You've had a first date. If you talk the whole two and hour, half hour flight, I would say to him, like, like at this point, after like talking about dinner, I have a surprise for you. Dessert is going to be even better. I would, I would like let this cool, L, write an LOL back. And then like an hour later, just be like, Hey, I just want to be straight up with you. I had a great time talking on the flight. I'm looking to like go on an actual date. I understand like, you know, a lot of the, we, we've kind of like gone to a different place right now, but like, right. I'm not just coming over to like sleep with you. I just want to let you know. Like, I think that like letting him know where you're headed, like there's a point where the curtains have to be drawn back and you kind of let him know about reality a little bit. 
Well, here's my question. If a guy is like looking for a relationship or dating rather than just sex, is he pulling this with you? Is it possible he's still kind of like trying to make the conversation a little bit more and this is this isn't that sexual of a conversation I'll no give that. and and she's already like agreeing to like going over so she probably might feel comfortable with that but i again like she can change her mind at any time i would say a no guy is even thinking that far ahead like they, okay. all this guy is thinking about is cute girl let's go out let's maybe have sex like i i don't think he's thinking like and I think she's the one. The playing girl could be the girl. Like, I, I do think in the back of his head, like, he's thinking, oh, and maybe we would date. Maybe that could be that. But I don't think he's, like, I don't think he's thinking of the consequences of what this post-playing date will be. Does that make sense? Right. No, that does make sense. And you know, I think like she's, I, pr- yeah. I, I think that no I think that's I, I would agree I mean I, I don't agree I would not agree because I don't know for me it's harder to get into like the male psyche of this but I think what you said is just like great advice for regardless of whatever his intentions are and then if he's like seemingly backing off after that then you know that was like really the only thing he was interested in yeah I and again like if I said if, if if she said to him hey i'm not looking for just sex he would deny that he would say i'm just looking to have fun with you i thought we were having fun like and that's the problem with like these conversations where it's like hey i just want to like like he can always take this like moral superiority where it's like whoa who's talking about sex i'm talking <laughs> about my my famous lava cake like what dude you know like um so i i don't again this should be an easy stroll to date too because you've already gotten to know each other. He knows what he's getting. He should want to take you out. You've had a two and a half hour conversation. Obviously, that went well enough. So, hey, I, I'm looking for a date out or like oh, I'm looking to come over for dinner. But I'm also like, I just want to let you know, like, I'm not looking to like get physical on this date. And, right. And, and if that bothers you, um, just although she she did say she like might be down. <laughs> I know that's well, that's the hardest part about this whole thing right. is like. You know, I'm saying to her that, like, again, like, I, I, the hard part about this question is, like, no guy is asking this question. Like, no guy is right. like, like, well, what if I don't want to have sex? Like, if a guy doesn't want to have sex, he goes, hey, I got to go. I'm not going to have sex. Like, right. I Which think she could, act, she could do gonna, too. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's my point is like, she, I, who gives a fuck what this guy thinks? Like, Right. Be a little selfish. Be as selfish as he's being. He's being selfish right now by being like, I want to impress a girl with my famous dessert. Well, you want to impress a guy with your famous personality and your fun attitude, and you don't want to fuck. Too bad for him. Right. You know. No, like, I agree. I think that's the way to look at it, because she's coming at it like, how do I not offend him, or how do I like still make him think I'm fun? It's like, you're fun. You're as fun as you are. So, like, if he doesn't think you're fun because you're, like, saying because you don't hook up with him when he wants to hook up with you, then he's not the right guy for you. I do this all the time, and I think it's a good exercise. Think of them complaining to their friends about you after your date. Just do that enactment and see how bad they sound. Oh, can you believe this fucking bitch talks to me on the plane for two and a half hours, then she comes over, we have a great conversation. Then she won't suck my dick. 
what the fuck? Like, does that sound like a human that has any leg to stand on? Or does that sound like a monster? It sounds like a so, bright guy. <laughs> well, I'm just honest. saying like, <laughs> it, to me, it's yeah. a monster. Like, I don't like yeah. even if even if that guy was in the the, the grossest of any fraternity ever. If someone slap high fived him, you'd be like, those two are fucking assholes. Like, yeah, you, you, you just don't like and you just not. It wouldn't be someone you would want to date anyway. Exactly. And it's also like, again, if if he had that complaint in front of your face, everyone would laugh at him, not you. No one would turn to you and be like, you didn't blow him after the two and a half hour flight? Like, no one. So I think it makes it easier when you think of like, am I offending them? Am, are they going to be disappointed? Who the fuck cares if they're disappointed? Right. Yeah. And I think the her main worry here is like not seeming fun and going with it. But it's like you can say and like you can be fun and like even you can, I think this conversation is like fine. And in the moment, if you're like, I don't want actually don't want to do this, just leave. Yeah. Or say like and uh, yeah. And those things are easier said than done. But even like, I think a text right now to be like, hey, I'm super pumped to go out with you, but I'm just letting you know, like, I'm just looking at, I'm looking to date you. Like, I I, I want to go on a date. Like, I, I'm not looking at like, or even pulling out of the house thing. Like, I would even pull away from like the, the house dinner thing if you're worried about that. Like, let's put yourself in the best position to have the yeah. most comfortable and fun time. You could say, you know, I, and even if you already agreed to that, you could say like, you know, I've thought about it. I'd actually prefer to like, if we met, you know, out somewhere. I think that would be like more fun for us and easier to get to know each other that way. And, and even add in it. I'm just not ready to go to your house yet. Like I, I think I'm ready to like, just kind of do a date with you and have a fun night. And it's like, if he can't do that, then he don't want to get to know you anyways. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and every body. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout there's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ but a very close second lumi whole body deodorant it's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. 
making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Let's do some awkward sex. Let, let's do some awkward sex, but keep sending these emails. They're so good. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. You ready? Yes. J&J, I've always been a fan, and I'm on a major pandemic binge of your pod right now. Thanks for the insight and for always making me laugh. Here's an awkward sex story which takes place outside of the U.S. Ooh, la, la. Let's go abroad. I was traveling solo for a few weeks in Europe and was at a bar in Budapest with another solo female traveler I had met earlier that day. We were talking and drinking with two guys that were backpacking together. Both were young, but they were cute, and a British accent always gets me. And as usual, I was down for some fun vacation sex. <laughs> per usual. Uh, so, so a couple hours later, I headed back to my Airbnb with one of the guys. We immediately started making out, and things got steamy fast. We started taking off articles of clothing. He took off his belt, shoes, shirt, and got on top of me on the bed when all of a sudden I thought I was going to be sick. No, not from drinking too much, from the hard stench that suddenly filled the studio apartment. I couldn't figure out what could possibly be. I scanned the room looking for I don't know what. And then I noticed his sneakers sitting there. They were old, worn-in Stan Smiths, and there were no socks in sight. I glanced down to his janky, barefoot feet and realized, oh, my God, the smell was him. It was his feet. It was honestly the strongest, most rancid smell I might have ever smelled. Certainly the worst um, smell coming from a human. He had been traveling around Europe for weeks, hopping from one hostel to the next. (laughs) Clearly wearing this one pair of sneakers with no socks. I thought to myself, there's no way any part of this guy's body is getting inside of me. (laughs) No, no. Not Um, here. (laughs) As he started to undo his jeans, I suddenly pulled away telling him no. What? He exclaimed, clearly shocked and confused. I said, I just changed my mind and I don't want to anymore. It was late and I was getting up early to catch a train. He was not thrilled, but after reminding him that no means no and that he needs to leave, he obliged as I escorted him to the door as quickly as I could, leaving his belt behind. Once he left, I tried everything to get the smell out, opened all the windows, sprayed whatever I could, but honestly, nothing did the trick. The whole place reeked. I was so nauseated that I thought I would never fall asleep. Needless to say, I ignored any engagement that initiated via, uh, any engagement that he initiated via IG the next day. Sincerely, no hygiene, no hookups, sockless and sexless, no banging and booted this. What do you think, Jordana? Wow. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's the. Uh, I would say that's that comes with the territory if you're like hostel hopping. I think you've mm. got to. There's there's got to be a random smelly <laughs> dude that you come across. Yeah, this didn't happen at the Ritz. Yeah, it's it's funny. I feel like this is on the one hand, like 
cool, great, cool story, especially like I feel like this is what like if you're single, this is like what it's all about. Like, yeah, traveling on your own, meeting people. This is like the ultimate like single adventure. Like this is you what never you know get. who you're going to meet. Yeah. yeah, this is kind of, a you know, people think, oh, I want to they write on their dating apps. I want to travel. Yeah, well, good for fucking you. It's over after this. Like you're right. going to do normal, boring hotel beach by eight and exactly. then in, in bed by seven vacation. It's not going to be you with beachy wavy hair at the bar in Budapest. No, it's not going to be you meeting a couple of young bucks. This is again. <laughs> yeah, this is what you do when you're single. I agree, Jordan. It's, uh, I think she's I, I commend her fully taking advantage of that. Um, absolutely. But the downside of that is you get random like a uh, smelly feet guy. You yeah, know? I mean, or it, you know, <laughs> potentially potentially dangerous drifter. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> right, homeless yeah. man potentially. Yeah. I mean, the, again, and also like, you know, you're not at at a bar that James Bond would be at. You're at a hostel in Budapest. Like, it's 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 like right. consider the surround like the idea the idea that someone's like, can you believe the guy I met at the hostel had smelly feet? I'd be like. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I can believe it. I I actually fully believe it. What would you call yes. this, Jordana? I'd call this. Um, have you heard of NIMBY? Not no, my that? backyard. It's about yes, like, I know for NIMBY. like yeah, you know yeah. and for like dumping of like trash or things like that. People saying not. So I call Francisca- this NIMBY. San Franciscans yeah. are known for such a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much like no polluting in my backyard. I call this NIMBY, not in my vagina. <laughs> There's no. Yeah. No smelly appendages in the area. That's amazing. Um, I I would call it uh, a hostile situation. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, have you ever been in a situation similar to this? Um, I had a guy, not a not a smelly guy, but I had a guy leave his. I hooked up with a guy in my apartment building in college, and he 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 also lived on like a couple floors down. He left his shoes in my apartment. And I didn't really, I had to return them to him. It was like very weird, kind of just like left them outside his door. But it was like, that was, that was like the much more PG version of the story. Yeah. The, the, (laughs) the body smell thing, you come in contact with body smells. Like it's going to happen, especially like, you know, listen, I've, I, I, I've definitely smelled like I've definitely been the person that smells like there's no question. Like Someone might well, have you can't tell that me. you're the smelly person. Yeah. You can't tell. And, you know, it's very hard to smell your own body odor. So someone else would have to. That's like, the this guy probably did part not, of the story. Right. Yeah. This guy definitely did not know that he, you know, that the reason she didn't hook up with him is because of his very smelly feet. <laughs> no. I, what the fuck? Oh, my God. I was almost there. like, you know, like now, <laughs> like he's his story to his friends is like, we're making out like. The one thing all I will of a say, sudden. all of a sudden, you know, I'm on the bed and she's like, get out of here. I'm like, oh, my God, what the <laughs> fuck? I thought you know, like I, I right. it is interesting that I would tell the guy like if I were her do do people this favor. And if you had a situation, she she talks about like and I know it's not her responsibility, but like, hey, not nah, I don't want to do it tonight. Get out of here. The guy's trying to message on IG, like do him the, the the solid favor of being like, hey, man, your feet stunk. That's why. Just so we know, right. like, send him away with a gift, at least. 
And, like I could just see this guy sitting at home being like, I don't know what I did. Is she? Am, am I? Am I the most evil person alive? Like he's probably in his head. He's a little hungover, not sure what he did. Right. I think the issue with with that method, for at least me, I'm I'm like I'm like I don't know if I want to start something with this guy. I don't know him, and he's in sure. my home. I guess my right. only thought <laughs> about that. I think I would be like I think it would be funny if he were like a normal person, but then I'm like. I don't want to offend this potentially dangerous, like smelly drifter. <laughs> Might kill me. <laughs> That's the other thing. You're right yeah. because then he goes, "No, I washed him. I swear, I'll be back in ten minutes." Let me, you know, like a guy when he's yeah, about. You know, that's if, another. Yeah. If there's someone that's willing to have sex, it's like, oh, they smell. Like he's not even embarrassed. It's not like he would leave and like with his tail between his legs. He'd be like, "No, I went to the store. I got some soap. I'm good to go. I I washed it in that uh, that sewage drain over there. I'm good. You know." Right. He might just, I mean, he could be homeless. Maybe he's just looking for, you know, a night, a room for the night. That's why he was hesitant to leave. <laughs> Red flag or deal breaker? You're done? Nimvi? Yeah, I think Nimvi. I think I'm, uh, I, I would probably be out. Unless, I'm trying to think, like, change the situation a little bit. I went on a date. The guy seems very clean cut, normal, <laughs> go to a nice place, like a regular New York City date. Sure. And then this happens. I might, I think then I would say something. Mm. maybe maybe it'd be just a red flag like his name is like jonathan cornblatt and he's yeah. like <laughs> and he, he went took... to camp with my friend <laughs> yeah then then you're like okay i can give this guy the word yeah it, when it's random hostile bar dude it's a little bit different yeah then it's like i think i'm just gonna cut my losses here this probably wasn't gonna amount to anything anyway what about yeah. you um it'd be a red flag not a deal breaker per se but Again, I think I'm with you where it's like, I don't even understand, like, like this isn't going to be the love of my life. Like, I, I think right. we, we are, if we're too far apart on this, like if she's coming in in Birkenstocks that are a thousand years old that she's been wearing through, you know, um, through Budapest while she walks along the highway, I'm like, yeah, we probably aren't very similar and not a match anyway. So it's, it's not worth uh, coming back to. I feel that. All right. Uh, let's do some emails. You ready? Let's let's do it. All right. So the listener writes in, Hi, J&J. Thank you for all that you do. I came across your podcast right after a horrible breakup in early 2020, and I, I wish it had been in my life during my 20s. Aw. Your advice is always spot on, and you're a hilarious duo, duo. I've shared your podcast with everyone I know. Rated, reviewed, subscribed. The works. Now to my question. I've been seeing a guy since November. I'm in my early 30s and he is in his late 30s. He is a wonderful person, truly so unbelievably thoughtful and treats me very well. He clearly wants to settle down and is very mature and has been upfront with me about his feelings for me. I'm liking him and feel excited to be in what seems thus far like an open and healthy relationship. That said, <laughs> that said, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I have one issue that I hate myself for not being able to get over. He accessorizes and it's a tad much. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is I a tell bad size. one. <laughs> for context, he wears a black ring on his pointer finger, a gold chain bracelet and a belt with a large logo on the clasp. See picture below for type of belt buckle. And she, oh she attached a picture of like an Armani exchange, like the huge belt buckle. Yeah, it looks like it would be on a BuzzFeed list about the nineties. Yeah. We will right? put we will put that up on, on the Instagram story for yeah. so you get some context for today's episode. Um I I honestly uh I honestly cringe when he wears this accessory combo, but I am struggling to figure out a non offensive way to tell him that he is hot but would look better if he stopped with these accessories. 
I feel absolutely terrible. This is such a dumb thing to take issue with, but I would love your advice on how to address this without being insensitive as he prides himself on being <laughs> on quote unquote being fashionable and thinks this is a good look. Uh, peace and blessings. Oh. Sincerely. Male accessories are a fashion. Don't PS speaking of being fashionable, red flag or deal breaker. The guy you're seeing will take mirror selfies of himself dressed in a suit and post it on Instagram stories, but he does look attractive in the suit. Okay, so, let's start let's with the red the first flag. question. Or the first one or the <laughs> oh, red flag wanna, deal breaker? We can start flag with the red flag. I think if you post a selfie of yourself in a suit, you're feeling yourself, I get it. I would do the same. I could, I could see myself doing it. I would put a joke on it to soften it if it were me. But like I, I, I think if a woman takes a picture of herself in the bathroom while in a hot dress and she looks hot in it, good for her. No? I think on occasion, it's yeah. okay. If that's like all of what he's doing probably a red flag for me if it's outfit of the day and he yeah. does it every day at work um yeah it's a little uh, it would be a, a little much yeah. yeah okay what do you think of the this is a tough one um well it's funny it reminds me of like that meme it's like dear god please send me a man and then it's like not that one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he sounds like Mystery from those hookup shows. Remember Mystery, the the pickup no. artist? It was a show on VH1 called The Pickup Artist with this guy named Mystery. And he was a professional pickup artist. And his whole thing was that you had to peacock. You'd have to wear something a little bit brazen, a little bit flashy, a hat with a feather, a dri- you know, a, a jacket with like that went all the way down to your feet. Uh, a, ri- a bunch of rings and he would say that it was something to get people talking about it it would women would be into it this guy sounds like he comes from the mystery you know yeah. uh you know land of of dating for sure he's like a an urban dating myth yeah. um <laughs> i feel like on the one hand i'm like okay this is probably fixable on the other hand, when I think about this, this isn't really an issue, I feel like, with what he's wearing and more like it's kind of like with what other people think, because this is I feel like I would be like a little embarrassed to go out with this guy almost because like even if I could get over it, I'd be like people are probably thinking that like these accessories yeah. are so lame. And it doesn't uh, help that he and it doesn't help that he prides himself on being fashionable. So it's not like he's going to wear the ring with the belt, with the belt loops or the chain wallet and just be that guy. He's now going to give his opinion on other people's fashion choices and if he prides himself on it. Like, yeah, again, like he thinks he's like, there's nothing really, there's almost nothing worse than someone who thinks they're really good at something that they're actually really bad at. It's like a guy who plays the guitar, like at parties, terribly. It's, it's, it's a bad look and it shows unawareness. Like, that's probably what bothers her the most is like, I got this great guy. He seems wonderful. He's into me. He loves me. He's ready to settle down and he doesn't see this. So maybe he sees this whole relationship wrong. Maybe I see it wrong. You know, you question your own reality at a certain point. Right. I can see being like pretty turned off by this. I'm trying to think if it would be like, this is a really tough one. I'm like, would it be a deal breaker for me? In some ways, I think it might be because I, but I do think, I don't know if I'd got, I would have gotten this far along with someone like I've dated, I've gone on dates with guys and I hated the way they dressed mm. and like everything else about them was like, fine. They probably seemed, if, but I was kind of like, just like, this isn't, I'm not attracted to it. Is, is there uh is there kind of a point to be made that like, if she's seeing this, that means she's not that into him. 
Like, right. if, if if this is something that's holding you back, how into them are you? Like, I, listen, I'm not, I don't think I dress, you know, also, let me defend him a little bit. The older you get as a single guy, the more you think you look good without someone telling you you look good. So, like, she said he's, like, 38. Like, you're basically going based on your mom and friends that, like, lie to you. Like, nobody (laughs) is telling you what looks good. Like, you could tell how single a guy is by how bad his eyebrows look. It's just, like, one of those things. Like, a woman just, like, kind of will, uh, you know, I have this with Jess, with my girlfriend, where it's, like, she will shave you down a little bit. She'll let you know. What you know, right. like what looks good. I'm sure you do this with Mike, where you're like, "Hey, totally, yeah." Like, I gotta That's... take care of that eyebrow. I gotta take care of that. That ring has gotta go. Like, you, you, once you're yeah. in a relationship, these things are easier to say. Like, "Hey, dude," that especially belt. two men. What's that? Two men, yes, especially. Yes. Men. Like, I would never look at Jess and be like, "What the fuck are you wearing? You gotta get rid of." That. Like, <laughs> I, I just would never do that. <laughs> like, right. What's that? Well, yeah, she has good style, as she's reminding me behind me. Um, she's but, like, you wouldn't have to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, 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 I think for a guy, like, again, she has to wonder: Do I not? Is this something I'm using as an excuse? Because it is genuinely like, you know, a guy getting right. well, older and not having a woman who can be honest with him. I think you're right. I think you're a little onto something with like the does she really like him? Because she said, you know, he's very thoughtful and he treats me well um, and he's very mature or whatever. Like, so she likes that about him. But does he's upfront with his feelings about me? Like, does she like him because he likes her or does she actually really like him? I think that's one question to like figure out well, discern I'm, amongst yourself. I, I, well, s- before we move on from that, because. She writes, I'm liking him and feel excited to be in what seems thus far like an open and healthy relationship. Liking right. someone and being excited to be in a healthy relationship is not the same as being like, I am madly in love with this person. Right. And I think it's like that's sort of two different things. It's like, yeah, it's great to be like, a, it's great to be with someone who like does all the healthy, normal relationship things. But I do think on top of that, you actually need to really like them for who they are and like their personality and their character Um, totally so i think not to say again that's not to say that that's not the case here maybe it is the case maybe she does like him and this is this one random thing but i would assume that if he's doing this it comes sort of paired with other personality traits that Mm. might not be a great match for her yeah that yeah yeah. go ahead i don't know i i I think (laughs) (laughs) i just think um yeah i think you can definitely like move someone a little bit more towards your direction like i definitely bought mike like the shirts that i preferred to see him in in the beginning you know like as like gifts like like a style that i sort of wanted to inch him towards but like if his style was so completely on the other end of the spectrum for me i would assume it would come with some other traits that i I wouldn't like and i would wonder like how'd you end up with him in the first place like you do have to have initial attraction were you just like "Ah, i gotta fuck fuck those rings and then he was nice to you do you know what I mean? Like, right. it, it, it's like, how'd you get here? Let's let's start at how'd you get here. Yeah. Like, if you saw him and you're like, oh my god, that fucking you know kiss doll is is looking at me, <laughs> and you're like, and then you got a little drunk and you're like, ah, oh, go home with him, fuck it, and you went home, you had a good time, and then you realized he was just a nice guy, 
and now you're here with a nice guy, like, you're not looking for that. You're looking for the right match. So how did you get here? And then it's like, you can say to him, like, if, if it's, I love him, he's great. It's just, I got to get rid of this, uh, you know, this bedazzling that he's doing. You got to say, I would, I think it's okay to ask him, be like, so what got you started wearing the rings? Like, let's go through the history. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. You I know, just I just it. like how the, I just love it. It's like, I, did did a girlfriend tell you to do that? Like, and it's just like, and then he's like, why are you asking? I just have never dated someone who wore all those rings. And sometimes I look at it and I go, you don't need it. Like, you don't need it is kind of a powerful thing because you're complimenting him. But you're also saying like, you know, you don't have to do these things. Like, <laughs> if he looks at you and he goes, well, it was my mother's mood ring and it connects me to her. I'd be like, okay, well, that's a part of his personality. Like, but if he's like, you know, because guys don't do things that they don't think will get them laid. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, women dress for other women and guys dress for women. So he's doing this because he, as, as much as he says, he's like, no, I, you know, I, I, I just take a lot of pride in being a fashion, being fashionable. It's like, no, it takes a lot of pride in women noticing the fashion he's wearing and it getting him laid. Right. Clearly, someone did him a disservice by saying that. He, I someone think made him, him feel like he was doing it right. I think a guy looks totally ridiculous. A guy in a relationship looks totally ridiculous dressing like a guy who's trying to be single. Yeah. And and I think this is kind of where he needs to grow up out of single attire. No and more maybe, peacocking. And maybe it's you buying him like a newer anklet that like can take over the place of his own old anklet. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe See, you make if, him some... I would start small, see how he responds to your like small tweaking of his style. Yeah. And if, if he seems really attached to it or like he's like, this doesn't feel like me at all, maybe yeah. you're not attracted to him. Maybe. And start with questions. I think questions yeah. are always easier. What got you into it? Like what started? Where did this bracelet come from? Where did your, you know, your dangling earrings start? Where did your, um, <laughs> where did you get these, uh, you know, where did you get your belly button ring? You know, like all those things. You, can start asking <laughs> you know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's play some games. Let's do it. All right. Red flag or deal breaker? 
Their cousin is a doctor and was able to jump the line and got the COVID vaccine early. So their cousin's a doctor. So they were able to get the vaccine before they're allowed. This is a tough one. Um, It's, (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I would say it's fine. To me, I'm like, I, I, to me, I want more of people vaccinated than less. So like the idea that you're jumping the line, I'm just like, get, get like, like, again, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the podcast where it's just like, I want everyone like line it up, come on and start pricking right. everybody. Like I, you know, I would fucking take the vaccine up mm-hmm. the ass right now. Like I don't give a <laughs> shit. Just like, let's just get as many people vaccinated. Like, like to me, a lot of this is like supply chain shit where it's like, no, let's get people uh, one down, right. another to go. That's kind of my view on it. So you're cool and with it? I'm not cool with it. Like, listen, I'm sitting here. It's a red flag. It's a red flag, but it's also like, again, like the if yellow the cousin, flag for you. Yeah, it's a yellow flag. I don't know. <laughs> if the, it's his cousin. That's kind of the perks of knowing doctors, I guess. Like, life isn't fair. I, I don't know. I, when this all started, when the vaccination started coming out, someone took a picture um, in the L.A. Times, there was a picture of this like dude who looked like he was like a comic book fan, like sitting legs crossed. And it was like him. like. And I kept imagining like and they're like, yeah, people are jumping the line. Then he became the face of jumping the line. <laughs> and it's like, uh, like, listen, some of these have like, you know, dates on them. They like go bad. Right. Like you have to like they can't be they have to be cold. So, like what I don't are know. you ever you uh, if you're if you're waiting in line for like any I'm trying to think like. You're waiting in line to get on a ride at an amusement park. Mm. Someone just jumps to the front. Do you know I'm care? angry. Different story. To me, there's <laughs> there's consciously jumping the line. There's like cutting. And then there's like, eh, yeah, I'm, you're, I'm pricking, you're, you know. Your friend's like, oh, come here. Like, I'm, I'm already, I'm higher in line. Like, oh, you're, no, you hear them no, talking. I, I, <laughs> I, I, to me, for some reason, and that might not be fair. Those it's because you're because you it's because you see it. I think that's what do you the see thing, it? Right? Like, as long as I don't see it, like when she writes, she put in quotes, "jump the line." I have this like, ah, like I, they're not really jumping the line. Like, what are you the guy who yells point, at the you know? person? Hey, are you I like do, get I off do, the yeah, line? <laughs> no, when someone cuts the line, I'll do like a, hey, we got a line here. Like I'll do the indiscriminate. You know, like you're that guy. That's funny. Yeah, I'm that guy. What about you, Jordana? What do you think? Um, I think it would depend. They'd have to be like a little ashamed of it. Like they couldn't be like bragging. If I went on like a first date with a guy who's like, "Yeah, I got the vaccine," like, um, you're totally right. It's like (laughs) I, you know, like so so cool. Like like sucks for people who can't get it. I like have a hookup. (laughs) It sounds like a monster. I don't know why. Like this person, this person exists. But if if the person were like. Yeah, like I feel a little weird about it. Like my cousin's a doctor. He had these extra doses. So I got like I got the vaccine. I feel a little bad about it. I'm trying to be low key. If they were like a little self-aware of like that, it was a little sure. selfish. I think I'd probably get over it um, and wouldn't care that much. But if they were like they'd have to be like a little ashamed. If you know, it's it, because you do hear these stories about like, yeah, we got like a thousand back in the in the office. We just don't know how to find people to get them. Right. And you're like, like I'll be here. Uh, okay, fucking come on. Just like you, you just want to like push people into their doctor's office to do it. Like, right. I, like I, I'm, I'm, you know, again, you and I are very similar in our thinking with this thing where we've been just like, listen, I'm doing my best. I don't want to get sick. I don't want to make other people sick. And so, like, for me to jump to the front would be, I can't do that because I'm 
genuinely right. haven't been living in fear for this whole time. So I kind of like, I'm like, yeah, when, when someone for plucks sure. me, I'll be plucked, but I'm not like in a rush. Um, so I, I, but I do understand where people, no, I agree. there are people that are like, I need it now. And it's like, if that person can be for their mental health, I, I would think like may, for some people that might be a huge deal, you know? Totally. I think if I were waiting on a physical line, yeah. like, you know, like the boredom <laughs> no. associated with like, I'm actually waiting here. That would be Abs- like way worse, but it's like, yeah, I'm just go, I'm going about my life to I mean, obviously exactly. not to the extent I was before, but like, I don't feel I don't feel it in the same way of like you're cutting on like a line that you've been waiting an hour and a half on. Yeah, I'm 100% in line with you. And I, and I, I when I was in Tampa last weekend, you know, Tampa isn't exactly New York. Let me just tell you. And even Boca is better than Tampa as far as COVID precautions are concerned. There were people that were like old at the show. And I said to them, I was like, you guys are like taking it out for a test drive. Like. You're like, you know, you're like, right. let's see what this fucker can do. And I was like, wow. Like, you, you know, you, they, you know, but I guess that's again, really funny. Like, it was really funny. But uh, yeah, let's do another one. OK. Their license plate of their car says grandma's girl or daddy's girl, mama's boy, for that matter. And then they uh, they attached a picture of someone whose license plate actually said G.M.A.S.G.R.L. So grandma's girl. Grandma's girl is so specific. Daddy's girl, I'm out. Uh. <laughs> That's too much. Mama's boy. <laughs> Mama's boy. <laughs> that would yeah, be you gonna about, go. That would be like a literal driving red flag. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a that's a Penn State um sticker on the back of the car, so I should be a little bit embarrassed. Um yeah, grandma's girl, I'm like, I would just need there would have to be a whole story. Like, I need your grandma to be like fucking a saint on earth or for you to have this hilarious story about how your grandmother hated you and you did this to fuck with her. Like, I need this to have more depth than just I love grandma, you know? Yeah. To me, it would be like a little bit weird. Also, just like, the amount of steps you would have to take to get there and nowhere along the line would you be like, okay, that was a funny thought, but I'm actually like not, I'm not yeah, really well, going to do it. You know, <laughs> that's totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the minute that there's a line at the DMV, you're like, no, fuck it. Just give me whatever you got. Like, right. Like you really yeah. like, you really wanted this license plate. Like to me, like this, the, the hoops you had to jump through to get it would be almost more the deal breaker than just like, you know, making it your aim screen name. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I need the story. I need like, like, uh, and it's to me for whatever reason, grandma hating you is better than her liking you to have this. Like, we prefer you to have a bad relationship with your grandma. <laughs> that's right. It's a green Multuous. flag if you hate each other. Perfect. Uh, let's do the last one. You ready? I'll do it. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. My boyfriend of seven months always got really, really upset whenever I mentioned my previous dating history saying that he didn't like hearing about me being with other guys. I spent five years on the apps in New York City, went on nearly 300 dates, and have had about 30 sexual partners, but never met anyone who lasted longer than a few months until my current boyfriend. I always liked dating and tried to be a good sport about it. I went to a college with a graduating class of 100, so it was hard to meet people, and I met a lot of really interesting people through the apps. I finally thought uh, he was getting over it when he recently told me that he felt my number of sexual partners indicated to him that I was easy 
and then it cheapened our connection. I was obviously shocked that he could say something so sexist. He said, I know it's a sexist double standard, but I can't help feeling this way. It's inherent to being a man, and all men feel this way. Jared, is this true? Oh, I get to be the 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 representative of all men. Do Should all I men hide feel this, this way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should I hide this part of my life from future partners? And is this a red flag or a deal breaker? So I guess this is my responsibility, right? We're gonna put the we're gonna put the onus of every man's opinion on you. I listen. The, it, it it is not true for me. I I have the belief. The way I, I believe that I, the person I am with is the product of all the people they have been with in the past, and that's why I love them. Like I, I, you know that that is not to me. I actually read this email, and I was more. You were turned I, on by her. <laughs> you were attracted to partners. Her. <laughs> yeah. I was more hard when I read this email. <laughs> I no I. The the counting 300 dates to me is like the one where I go, uh, you did this a little meticulously. Who you fucked? I don't give a shit. Like I, right. I, the number doesn't matter to me. Like I, I, and again, I think, I think most mature men would agree with me and as opposed to your boyfriend or your ex, my boyfriend of seven months. So I guess they're still together. I, I would dump this guy. Like this is. A difference of opinion. I would dub this guy for this for this thought. Like, I don't think he's mature enough to be in a relationship because if you think this way, then you he's got a fucked up view about like women. He's not saying all guys think this way. It's like if you think that this is like a normal way for men to think, then like one, you might not be a match. And two, like you clearly have some issues with like the way that you see dating, I would imagine. Yeah. The way you see like uh, a value of someone's value. I would say I mean, I wouldn't honestly if he's admitting that this is a double standard, he doesn't think it's fair. I would say you should get yourself some help to, to, to like, maybe you should talk through this with a professional that this really bothers you that much that you think that like, you're that saying my worth is the, tied up. You're t- saying this my, to the boyfriend. Yeah. I would say to the boyfriend, I mean like, let's say everything else is perfect. Right. And I'm dating for mm-hmm. seven months. And this guy has this weird thing that he's like compulsively obsessed with the amount of people that you've had sex with. And it really bothers him. And it seems pretty irrational to me, but there's clearly some reason that he's thinking that some like weird, maybe childhood or past thing. I would say like, you should work this out with someone because this is a very like irrational way to think. I don't think all men do think like this. And I don't know if it's like, maybe I think there's probably more to it than what's on the surface here of him being like, I think, you know, I've associate, I'm associating a lot of sexual partners with it, with easiness and yourself. And then your self-worth to me is tied up yours the person i'm dating self or their not their self-worth i guess their worth is tied up in how easy they are that's like a psychological issue he has he would he yeah. should speak to someone about that yeah and and again that's not her, i uh, i would even say like tell us tell him to speak to someone on your way out the door like i i don't think right. you should wait around for him to fix this about himself like i again like i i yeah i i don't know if i right i could see him being bothered on one hand if she's like explicitly going around like saying and I went on 300 dates and I slept with 30 guys before I mentioned that's something she's like extremely proud of and repeating constantly I could see how anyone if anyone like if I were dating a guy who was like 
yeah, you know, I just like I, I after I graduated college, I just went crazy and I went on. I counted. I went on 300 dates. Here's my spreadsheet. And like I slept with 30 <laughs> girls. Like if that's something that's like a huge part of his life and like that might be maybe, maybe a turn off to me. It yeah. Could be the way she's speaking about it. I don't know how she's relaying this information to him. Yeah. That, well, that's that's the only thing I, I see in this yeah. email. When, when she said 300 dates. Five years on the apps in New York City went on nearly 300 dates. Like, uh, listen, again, let me reiterate his response. I do not agree with. But just the way you said, like, here's the spreadsheet. I'd be like, you know, I, I would wonder. I'm like, oh, was that was I just a math equation to you? Like, was I just, oh, and of the 300, you are the number one best at, you know, doing this on the date and doing it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I again, some <laughs> people love. Some people love their own story a little too much where they're like, you know, the I for example, Jay Leno uh used to host the Tonight Show and in every internet in every interview Jay Leno talks about how he never spent his Tonight Show money. That was his like he always talked about like, well, I only spent my stand-up money. And you'd be like, dude, enough with this fucking story already. Like no one cares that you didn't spend your Tonight Show Money. What are you trying to prove to us at this point? Like, you've said it in every single fucking interview. And if right. you Google that story, it'll come up. Jay Leno never spent a Tonight Show check. Like, we don't give a shit anymore. So, like, if you're doing that with the 300 dates, that's a different story than, hey, I've been with 30 men. I'd go, oh, great. Uh, who is the hottest? Right. Who is the not? Like, I would have more. I'd be like... Um, I wouldn't really necessarily want to know more information. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't care. I'm just saying. But I, I'm, I'm, right. But I cert I think th I do think there's a difference. I would certainly wouldn't say like I think you're worthless because I no, or you're insane. easy. You're easier easier because you've slept with many people. And that to me is like the the main I guess the uh, main and, thing and, and why and she also, should dump him. She put in quotes, all men feel this way. They do not. I will say that all men do not feel this way. I will say that I am telling you right now. Um, I am, I am happy for the experiences that my girlfriend had before me genuinely. So to make that's great. Feel so deal so, breaker. So, and for that reason, I shall be running for Congress and I am a hero, but I, <laughs> there you <laughs> yeah, go. Deal breaker. So, uh, listen, we solved dating again, right? Jordana, we did, we did it. Well, Love it. We're here every Wednesday and Sunday. Keep spreading the word. Tell your friends. Make it your Instagram stories. And listen, again, congratulations, Jordana. Ten years in the game. Thank you. And thank you for the <laughs> listeners. Thank you to you, Jared. Building building wow. this empire with you as part of it has, has only made it even greater. That was the most awkward, oh. <laughs> fragmented speech. That's why I don't do too many speeches at Batches. I loved it. I loved every second of it. There we go. All right. See you on Sunday. Bye. Boom. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.